One of the major topics that our church is currently walking through is restoration. We know that when we talk about restoration, many things come to mind, and that's exactly what we want to cover in these episodes. So the goal for episode number three is knowing Jesus through scripture and applying that to our everyday life. With me, like always, we have Pastor Alex, and we're just going to talk about these things, what that looks like, uh, how we can then apply scripture to our daily living and uh, getting to, I guess, getting into scripture to begin with and what that looks like. And um, Pastor Alex, is there a, I guess, an introductory of how we can apply these scriptures and make them not only words on a page, but actual lifestyles that we live by or succumb to our life by and in that ambience of what we call, especially nowadays, you know, we're dealing with the COVID-19 crisis and, and, you know, we, we read scriptures like God is in control. Don't worry about anything. Put your trust and put everything in, in God's hands. And we're getting into these things where, okay, how do I practically apply that into our daily living? You know what I mean? Yes. Wow. What a loaded question. Um, Hello, everyone. Um, thank you for joining us for episode three. We hope that everyone is well. And uh, I just feel led by the Spirit right now, Pastor, that uh, if you're not feeling well, if you're not doing well, I just want to tell you that it's okay. You're not alone. Mm. You know, and these times of uncertainty, these times uh, that people are getting anxious, that we're getting anxious, uh, sometimes, you know, we're not okay. And and right now, I just I want to join you. As you're listening right now, you're probably maybe going through some things right now, you know, doubt, you know, I pray that the Spirit, the Holy Spirit bring you a confidence, that He brings you comfort. If you're feeling anxiety, that He bring you peace. If you're feeling uh, pain, that He bring healing. Whatever it is you're feeling, what you're going through, you know, it's okay not to be okay. And applying it to the question that you asked, sometimes we feel that if we're not okay, then all of a sudden we're not living scripture. Mm. If we're struggling with things, if we're dealing with problem situations, and and, and we're only just keeping those to ourselves, sometimes um, beating ourselves up is the worst thing that, that we can do because all of a sudden we bottle all these things in and we don't express those, and, and we want to fit into the the picture of yes, I'm in I'm in line, I'm in the same mentality, the same spirit. Everybody else saying God is in control, we're victorious, we're powerful, we're going forward. But in reality, if you picture yourself in a group where everybody is going forward with their spear raised, you find yourself in the middle with your spear dragging on the floor, with your shield on the floor dragging right. it. And, and nobody notices because everybody's so focused, but only you know that you that you're struggling and dealing with things, and and sometimes we don't share those things. Mm. And I think part of of getting to know Jesus and living out Scripture is accepting the fact that we're not okay, and, and going back and stepping back and and reanalyzing and looking into the basics and 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 reaching out to somebody and saying I'm not okay. I need to get through this. I want to get through this, but I, I'm struggling. Right. And, and applying the little things, and one of the biggest things is uh, building each other up. Mm, I like that. You know, re- reaching out to somebody and be like, I'm not okay. Hey, Alex, I'm not okay. We're watching services online. 
and I'm reading scripture, but I'm not okay. Pastor, how do we how do how, how do we talk with somebody? How do we get someone to to share uh, to trust us or or even us trust someone else when we're dealing with something to say, I want to apply what I'm reading, but I'm not okay. Right. No, man, that, that's, and I think that comes from a state of relationship. That comes from a uh, place of um, trust. I guess we, we can start there. And I know that when we get to know Jesus on a level of intimacy and not just know of him, like we talked about in the previous episode, we're getting to understand that Jesus starts to correct us and uh, lead us and guide us. But we cannot, I guess, feel comfortable enough to say, hey, Jesus, I'm not okay without first understanding to trust him, right? I can't come to you and say, hey, I'm dealing with this in my life if I don't trust that you're going to help me through it in a biblical way. I think one of the greatest things I appreciate about our friendship is that, yeah, we might joke around and we might be, you know, doing other things or whatever, but at the end of it, we always use scripture to back up the things that we're dealing with, right? And we and we get to that point, and we've gotten to that point over the last, you know, 12, 13 years of our lives. And, and you know, we're still dealing with certain issues and, and we're still talking through certain issues. But I can come to you and tell you, hey, I'm not okay. And you can say, okay, that's not a joke this time. Let's deal with certain issues and we're going to move forward in these things. I, and that's and that's applying scripture. And right. sometimes oh, I, I'll use the word prideful or, okay. or embarrassed or mm-hmm. ashamed or, or like... How could I be going through this? I, I'm in. I've been in this for 10, 15, 20, 30 years. But in reality, that that is applying scripture. When you go to somebody, and and say, "Listen, I, I want to grow, but this is this is this is hitting me hard, and I can't go forward." That's part of applying scripture. You know, trusting each other. And you know, the scripture. The Bible talks talks about us being the body. You know, and I remember. Um, Pastor Larry, your dad, once sharing, if we really understood the concept of what God is talking about, that we are the body and how a body functions, and to really understand that you might be a left hand and the right hand needs the left hand to grip something to pick it up. And it's like, it's that that real, that... Uh, that authentic and, and that just the same as as a, as an actual body function that that God refers to us as the church as the body is like I need you you need me and that's the only way we can really go forward and it's like you would never leave a body part behind because you need it right and and if we're gonna apply scripture Matthew Jesus is talking talking to disciples and Matthew chapter. 22 verse 37 says this, you must love the Lord your God with these three things, right? Your heart, your soul, and your mind. I mean, you're, you're getting into the scripture where, where Jesus is essentially saying, all right, get to know me with your heart, get to know me with your soul, and get to know me with your mind. You must love these things. And you're, you're, you're starting to apply, especially now, dude, we're week, what, week four into this Stay Home, Stay Healthy initiative. We just got told yesterday that this might be a lot longer than any of us could ever hope for. And I know that just brings an extra level of anxiety, an extra level of stress. For those of you guys who are essential workers, thank you guys so much to begin with. But for those of us who are staying home, you know, the the questions that we're dealing with is, hey, I'm not okay being here. I I know that I have responsibilities outside of the four walls here. You know, 
we, we've talked about being really intentional at home and with, with family and with our relationships with our spouse. But we also have to come to the understanding, hey, that's one side, but here's the other side, right? Conversations that have to happen out of trust. And I think this is where applying scripture and, and, and getting into knowing Jesus, it, it becomes this part of reality for us, right? You talk about one hand doing and, and, and the other hand doing and the leg doing and all being in one unison. Your heart can't be led without having your soul. Your soul can't be led without having your mind. You know what I mean? And we're getting into all these things to where, okay, God is continually continually uh, pushing us back towards the image of unity, trust, oneness, in everything in action together. And I think especially in these moments where we're, we're separated, right? You alluded yeah. to yesterday, hey, man, this is driving me crazy because I wanted to come hang out with you. And I go, dude, awesome, me too. Can't wait for all this to be over so we can just hang out with our families at, at our home. I know right now we're social distancing and whatnot, but getting to these conversations to are okay, if the emotions of man, this is getting a lot harder than it was on week one. Because week one and two felt like a really cool vacation. Now week three and four, you're into this and you're saying, man, we're not okay. Something is happening, you know, yeah, all of a sudden the new routine is happening. This is our new normal for now. But we're dealing with these things. And I think that what's happening now is that because of the proximity of our family, now we don't have the excuse to separate anymore. A lot of things are coming out to light, right? In marriage, in friendships, in, in, in spirituality that I believe we should take full advantage of right now. Healthy relationships with our spouse, healthy relationship with our kids, healthy relationships with our friends, right? All of a sudden it's like the people that I thought were the closest to me haven't FaceTimed me, haven't called, haven't text or whatever. And all of a sudden you feel a little, hey, what's going on? Where's everybody at? And I think this is what's causing a little bit of anxiousness or anxiety or, or, or maybe some mild depression. And, and if that's the case, come out to somebody that you trust, I guess is the beginning of what we were talking about, that you have to trust because you have to understand that they will always lead you back towards Jesus. Mm-hmm. So when Jesus says, hey, you must love the Lord your God, that's not a suggestion. We talked about that, right? Scripture, when we apply it, these things aren't just words on papers as a form of, hey, here's another piece of advice. Take it if you want it. But when we're believers and we're disciples, I guess, of Jesus, you these things become commandments. They yeah. become uh, things that we have to physically do, right? We can't just say, hey, I'm going to read John 3.16 and be like, God so loved the world and he gave his only begotten son and whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And put it on my wall and just like forget about it. But that has to become physically real to us. And when that becomes physically real to us, I think then is when we can come into relationships with one another in trust, in, in intimacy, in confidence, in, in growth, in spirituality. That way, when you're the right hand and my left hand is hurting, you can help me, right? And vice versa. So I think when, when we do these things and God commands us to do these things jesus commands us that we must love the lord our god it's interesting because he didn't say in the context of your it wasn't your plural like your guises god 
your is a singular verb here, right? It's a describing word. It has to be a personal relationship with us. How can then we apply these things in the everyday relationships that we have, right? And he says, with your heart, with your soul, and with your mind. And the the overflow of this action, bro, is automatically the acceptance and embrace and love and patience and compassion to our neighbor. It, it's automatic. Right. When you truly love God, <clears throat> excuse me, when you're intentional about loving God this way, all of a sudden, God's heart is, is embedded in you. All of a sudden, God's spirit is embedded in you. All of a sudden, God's mind, which is the Holy Spirit, is embedded in you. Mm -hmm. and, and you begin to process or you begin to move forward to process the thinking that way and, and reacting and acting uh, towards uh, somebody uh, that may need a, a word of encouragement or that just needs a friend. And and I, I'm going to share a quick little testimony that I just experienced yesterday. I really believe that... <clears throat> When you do something for someone with the intention of God's heart and mind, I believe that lasts forever. Mm. And it's whether it's a word, whether it's a note, whether it's a, 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 an email or, or a gesture of something, if that thing, if that certain thing, if it was if it, if it was something physical, and they keep it, when people go back to it, that moment is brought back to life because it was truly from a place of God's heart. And yesterday I'm going through some books. It's about one thirty in the morning. And I, there's this, there was this book by Max Lucado and it's a, it, it was, um, it was a small book and I, I had never seen it and I opened it and it had some writing and it said, uh, I thought it was like the, the, the intro part. And it said, uh, to Alex, and I was like, man, this is really personal. I, I was like, what the heck? <laughs> Come on, man. This is really personal. I was like, man, how do you know? It's like, what a coincidence. And then I read on, and it was dated August 5th, 2006. Mm. And it was dated and it was given, I hope you get well. We're praying for you. God has a plan for your life. Read these applications and watch God move back and watch God direct you and where you need to go. And this was. And then I was thinking about the dates, and it was five, four days past my motorcycle accident in oh, 2006. Wow. But, and then it was written, it was given to me by, by my youth pastors at the time. And this is a long time ago. And what it, it did something to my heart at 1.30 in the morning when I read it. And, the, and I felt the intention, the writing was, bro, get back, get back on it. God's with you. It essentially, don't quit Bible school because that's I was already in Bible right. school. But it hit my heart, and it felt like if they had just handed it to me. And and for some reason, I don't even know why I had never seen this book. I found it in one of my mom's uh, stuff that she had put away. But, your mom was reading it. She was holding the book. Well, it was in English, so she probably couldn't <laughs> read it. But it, it it hit me because thinking about this when when we really are intentional and we read scripture and it talks about reaching out and growing and building each other up. That little note was so pure and so honest and so intentional that years and years and years after it did something to me when I opened it and I read it and, and, and the book, the, the, 
the book is awesome, but it's just it's it, it, it when things are done in God's context or in, by the intention of of honoring God, they stay alive forever, mm. regardless if they get put aside. Because I just experienced that last night, so um, you know, I, I, I it seems like I'm really focusing on you know applying scripture as far as. Right now, especially with, you know, reaching out, it's like really, really, really applying scripture and getting to know God. It's like, well, if we want to get to know God. It's like, what was his mission? What was his intention was to reach everyone. Right. And right now is a time where we could re- begin to, to, to apply these principles and these back to basic things of really growing together and, and doing things, not to say, Oh yeah, yeah. I, I'm trying to f- check off that I'm a Christian. No, it's like God. I want to honor you today. I want to live this word out, and I want to begin to embrace and have compassion mm-hmm. towards people, towards my community. Obviously, right now we can't physical, but um, you know, for the essential workers that, that are outgoing, uh, still working, just to 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 begin to practice those things, right? You know. Yeah, and that do, you're getting into things where, I mean, you said if you want to honor God, you have to know the scriptures, right? I mean, how many of us, me, myself included, would, mm-hmm. would, would approach the Bible and we're like, all right, God, if, if you really want to speak to me today, I'm going to flip through these pages with my eyes closed and just like point at a scripture. Guilty. Dude, right? And uh, it's so funny because we're expecting God to speak to us the way we expect to be spoken to, mm-hmm. and 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 I I don't think that when we know God's nature, when we go when we know God's nurture, He He speaks to us the way we want to be spoken to. Because if God is a good God, then He speaks to us the way we can fully understand and how we can grow. Right, so. Knowing scripture is is something really intentional. Knowing God has to be uh, 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 something that you practice, right? And I think that applies to scripture itself. I I, I don't think it's wise to flip through the page and just point at a scripture. I remember I did that one time, you know, back when I was first a youth pastor because it was like, you know, you can only preach so much context before you're like, all right, maybe I ran out. But the reality is you never run out if yeah. you get right. So in, in my in my uh, youthfulness, I guess we'll, 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 we'll equate it to that. I was like, man, God, I, I want you to speak to your young people. I'm trying to be super spiritual. Right? I want to speak. I want to I want you to speak to your young people. I'm just going to flip through this. and I'm just going to land on a story. Land on a verse. It's going to be it. And this is going to be what brings all of the youth of Otello to Jesus, right? Changes so, dude, the community. Everything. So wow. I was super inspired. That's good faith right, right there. Super inspired, all whatever, whatever you want to call that. And so I'm flipping through it, flipping through it, flipping through it. And I land somewhere in like Habakkuk. And I'm like, what in the world does this mean? It was like Habakkuk 1, like 3 or something. Like, it was like the randomest verse ever. So I was like, I looked at the verse, and I legit said this, that's not good enough. <laughs> and I was like, God, how am I going to bring young people to Jesus? You are not leading me, right? Right. You, you, Essentially, you are not leading me the way I thought you were going to lead me. Right. I'm, we, I'm, over here say, I'm over here trying to get, get me into John chapter like 21 where... You know, you have the disciples and eating breakfast or, or give me into the Acts where the Holy Spirit comes down or Acts chapter 20 when the church is birthed. That's some super inspiring. And you land me in Habakkuk 1, 3. 
some super random verse. And I go, the reality is I have no idea what the context was. I, I don't know the stories. I don't know why God spoke that to the people that he was speaking. That Understanding like, hey, when we do that, that is unwise. Because then all of a sudden we start to learn God as a fragmented God. And not God in his wholeness or in his entirety. So now that I've wised up a lot, you know, recently I, I've been studying the book of First Timothy. You know, and in First Timothy is Paul writing this letter to Timothy, encouraging him on how to take care of the pastoral duties of a church, of leadership, their requirements and everything else. Um, but I remember um, when I got taught First Timothy, I think it's chapter four, verse 12. Don't let anybody mess with your youth or four, verse four, chapter four, verse two, one of those. Don't let anybody talk down to you because you're young. Mm -hmm. Well, the context of that portion is you have to live these standards. And if you live these standards, then don't let anybody talk down to you because you're young. See, and when we do these things with wisdom, with intentionality, with purpose of growth in context, we can start to see the full picture of what God really intended. Uh -huh. Because if Paul is writing these things and all of a sudden it's a random conversation with Timothy, hey, don't let anybody bug you because you're because you're young. You, but you're, you make sure you're walking right, the walk. Right. But if someone came up to you or any of us and said, hey, don't let anybody talk down to you because you're young and just walked away, all of a sudden you're filled with like this arrogance or this pride or this like, yeah, I'm better than everybody else. No one can talk to me. But if someone came up to you and said, hey, there's some standards that you need to meet. And once you've learned to meet these standards, then don't let anybody talk down to you. Okay, you're now understanding the fullness of the picture of what God wants. And I think often when we try to apply scripture in our lives. It's so funny that you say that. Excuse my interruption. No, you're good. You know, it's so funny because... You know when when you when I first started when I when I said yes to 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 ministry and to go forward, it, you know a lot of things a lot of people question and stuff and I'm okay with that I'm not the type I don't try to be the type that knows it all but it's kind of like well that's expected because there is no um, there has been no nothing that you have proved. That's expected of people to question you because, you know, you haven't been there long enough. They don't know what you're about. You're just trying to apply some things. And even if your heart's in the best place, um, but when you begin to fulfill these these standards, like you were saying, and, and you're consistent and persistent and, and, you're, and you're doing your best to honor God and, and lead others to Christ and love people, um, you begin to 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 see that God moving in your life and it's like you know all of a sudden the authority that that God has given you is it's just a lot more empowering and and you're able to react to and act in ways when people when someone approaches you and not just and this isn't just for pastors this is for everyone who's walking you know following right. Christ all of a sudden someone approaches you in a certain way and because you're young all of a sudden you're, you know how to answer and react almost, you know, in a sense, Christ-like, like Jesus would. Right. He gives us the best examples. Right. I mean, I don't think anybody else got pushed and pressed in pride as much as Jesus. And we see the reaction and the actions that he took towards towards these accusations or, 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 or questions or the demeanor of the attitude towards, you know, what he was doing. You know, all of a sudden... 
we begin to 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 uh, fulfill these things and become strengthened in, in Christ, in our character, in our attitude. Right. You know, the fruit, the characters of the fruit of the spirit. Right. Are, we're we're living them. You know, imperfectly, obviously, because we're not perfect. But the strive is always there to honor God in these. Then we will react correctly and accordingly to those situations where you are talked down to or, or approached and all of a sudden your your reaction is not a well shut up you don't know what you're talking about. no all of a sudden it's like well let's have a conversation right. and what people were expecting for you to turn around and defend yourself and attack back all of a sudden it's like here let's sit down let's talk about it right. why let's do you feel wise. this way right. and, and that changes the whole dynamic and all of a sudden you begin to become this spiritual leader at whatever level or title you may have. You know, I'm not big on titles, but they are there for a reason. But all of a sudden you are that person that someone can go to because they say, that's a godly person. That's someone Mm -hmm. who, who's living out scripture, not because of he wants to lift himself up, but because he's, he's trying to honor God at his, at his best. So I think that's, you know, when we, when we were consistent and persistent, um, we begin to be that person, you know, that young person, older person, whatever it may be, uh, that can be an example, can be uh, of uh, a friend, can be that person of trust mm. to someone that needs it. I, I really think that's that's what we need. That that's what what the the scripture is leading us to. It's like, no, don't let yourself get talked down to because just it's not to to say that you're wise or nothing. It's right. like, how can you do this but still bring people in that don't see eye to eye with right. you yet, you know? Right. And, and I think one of the, the, the biggest takeaways from that is if you want to get there, then you have to learn godly ways to get there. Mm-hmm. I, I, I remember there was a transition in, in my approach to people telling me, hey, you did a really good job today. Your message was really, you know, good. You know, that spoke to me. Um, and, 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 you know, when I was young, it it became this like, Hey, I'm a really good preacher. I'm like, it's a pride thing. Right. Mm -hmm. But as I approached, you know, scripture and I approached how Jesus took on compliments, cause I'm pretty sure he had a ton. Oh my Mm -hmm. God, Jesus, you healed me. You're the best, you know? And, and, And I saw that he always used a godly response, always bringing the, the, the praise, the honor, the 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 compliments back to God. Hey, praise God. God is good. This is for my Father. You know, and and you're doing these same things as a, a, a person of Jesus, um, because um, you're getting to know that in order for us to fully understand God and to know Jesus via the Scriptures, we have to learn how to do what Jesus did. You can't be pressured. You can't be made fun of. You can't be, you know, rejected and feel good about that. But yet Jesus always did things with compassion, love, grace, and mercy. So when those moments came, he would always refer back to Scripture. You know, talking about divorce. Well, Moses gave you guys the option to divorce because you guys had hard hearts. Scripture. He didn't say, hey, I don't think, you know. It wasn't my, these are my opinions. These are my earthly ways. He didn't say that. When it came to money, 
it was always, hey, this is what God says. Do what God says. This is what the scriptures that we have say. Do that. And always as a form of life. And it, again, these weren't opinions. These were, hey, this is what God expects from us. This is what God created us to do. These are the things of getting to know God at a more deeper and intimate level and applying these things practically super hard. You, you, you said earlier, Galatians chapter 5, living the fruit of the Spirit, how then we can live these things. Yeah, unperfectly, but I think this is where the Holy Spirit comes in, right? Because we have to, learn, number one, learn God's ways to apply these things, and then number two, we have to live these things out. We can't live out kindness. We can't live out joy. We can't live out patience. We can't live out self-control. We can't live out, you know, goodness and, and, and meekness and all these things without first knowing that these things exist and that these things can be possible with the guidance of the Holy Spirit, right? Going back to the scripture that we, we, we reference, right? Your heart, your soul, your mind. These things that God essentially created us to be, heart, soul, and mind, are, are, are attributes of our person where we have to learn to dedicate these things to God, number one, but also learn to live these things out every day. If today I wasn't the nicest husband, then tomorrow I'm going to learn to be. If today I wasn't the best of fathers, then tomorrow I'm going to learn from the mistakes of yesterday. If today I wasn't the quote-unquote best of Christians, then tomorrow I'm going to allow God to, to, to start to move me. And, and maybe tomorrow is, is a little too late. But I think maturity then comes with, hey, if I made a mistake, the next moment that I get, I'm going to start learning from the mistake. Um, I don't know if this is appropriate, but when I was learning to, to play golf, and I'm going to share this story, and it's going to be funny. Um, Alex took me out the first time, you know, and Alex had already been going golfing for, you know, almost six, six months, seven months. And me, I, I'm, I, I thought I was all, I thought I was Tiger Woods my first but I, round. But I wasn't even good. I'm still not. So no, but, but you were better. You were better than me. So I, I remember Alex saying, Hey, come on, let's go. Let's go. And I finally said, all right, I'm going to buy the clubs. And I, my mom ended up buying them like at a yard for like 10 bucks or whatever. And I'm going to take those. I'm, 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 I, I think I know what I'm doing. How hard is it to hit a little white ball straight? And I'm going to go out. And I remember on hole one, you got really, really frustrated with me because the ball would just go left and left and left and left. And I think you finally said, hey, you know what, bro? Just don't worry about it. Just throw your ball in the green and we'll call it good. Because you wanted to go on. And, I, and again, I, I was under the, hey, how hard is it to hit a little white ball straight? I've seen golf. For years. I was a bad friend that day. No, you're, yeah. Anyway, for years I've seen golf on TV. I, I, I've seen my dad play golf, you know, leaders. other. I've been on the golf course. Golf wasn't new to me. Uh -huh. It was me finally applying the basics, the hand moments, the feet positions, the body swing, the rotation, finally applying the things that made the little white ball go straight. Was it hard? Of course it was. Am I still not perfect? Of course I'm not perfect at this. Practicing every day, you know? But getting into this, Scripture is not new to us. Church is not new to us. These spiritual revelations aren't new to us. What becomes new to us is putting all of this information out 
and living it out. Being good, not new to us. We can be good. Being kind, not new to us. We can be kind. Being patient is not new to us. We can learn to be patient. Mm -hmm. Being led by the Spirit of God is not new to us. We just have to be willing to allow God to lead us in those areas. You know what I mean? We can't, again, get to know God at that level if we're first not willing to say, hey, you know what? This testimony taught me this. This mistake has taught me this. And we learn to apply these things every day. Learning, you know, one of the biggest things is learning to embrace correction. Mm. You know, we have to learn to embrace correction, especially when we know it's, it's, it's for a spiritual reason. You know, you got correction at work and stuff like that and different things. But when it's spiritual correction, where it's completely challenging and changing your quote-unquote character, this is how I am, this is how I've always done things, and, and, and understand and see that God is trying to, to do something. God mm-hmm. is trying to take us somewhere else uh, and prepare us for what's ahead. And learning to embrace correction is very difficult, and I struggled with it for a long time. And and I still do because sometimes it it doesn't make sense to my head. It doesn't make sense even sometimes to my to my hard heart. Sometimes you know, um, but going back to you know, I made the decision. I and I shared this with you a couple months ago. <clears throat> Excuse me. I made the decision. I took a step back and, and I was analyzing the situation that was in, and my mind was going somewhere, and my heart was going somewhere else. And I said, you know what? I said this to myself, kind of out loud. I said, I have chosen to accept Jesus. I have chosen to accept that this word is real. I have chosen to accept that he is the son of God, that that, that he resurrected. I am going to choose to not think any other way. I physically, I had to tell myself, regardless of where my mind is, if I'm going to live out this Christian walk with my whole heart, I am going to tell myself, I'm going to live it out this way. I'm going to put my faith this way. Is it hard? Heck yes. Why am I saying this? I don't even know why I'm saying this to myself because it was that confusing at the moment. But it's like I was thinking of of, of other beliefs and the determination and the the what's the word? Um, the How they apply their whole minds, their whole hearts to what they believe in. And you see them, some people, you know, in their hands and knees praying for hours and hours. It's like if someone could make themselves or someone could apply their life so strict to this belief, why can't I? Mm. Why can't I? Have I taken this so lightly that all oh, God's grace is enough? And it's like, I, my faith can waver left and right. I can make a decision on my own thoughts. And if it doesn't work out, I could always come back. But that's not the point. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we, we, I guess we could take advantage of grace or tell ourselves that we are. And it's like all of a sudden you're just playing this zigzag game because mm-hmm. we're like, oh, grace, grace, grace. Yes, it's there. But when you're just playing this back and forth, oh, I'm going to try. If it doesn't work out, I'm always going to come back. Mm-hmm. And it's a continual pattern. Then there's no growth. Then there's no learning. You know, you're not catching the picture. So getting fed up and tired of me constantly, I guess, going back and forth and playing that zigzag game, I felt like a snake just slithering left and right and never following a straight line. I told myself, I'm going to choose to believe this way. 
regardless if it don't make sense, I'm going to put my faith in God and he sees my doubt and my fear and how scared I am that I'm actually committing myself 100% to the best of my ability that this is where God has me. God, come, you know, hell or high water or whatever may come. Right. I'm going to try my best to stay in this mentality. And I think, and I really believe when God sees us commit ourselves and completely go against our logic, he begins to work. Right. You see, you see that in scripture all the time, right? Jesus, you know, we just celebrated Easter. Jesus died on the cross, became sin, uh, went through this process of physical restoration, came back to life. And as Christians, we, we, we celebrate Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday, because all of a sudden we have hope that there is life after death, right? But at the time, the disciples were there scared out of their mind that their life was going to be done for. Mm-hmm. They gave up their jobs. Didn't make sense. They gave up their money. Didn't make sense. They gave up, some of them gave up home lives. Didn't make sense. Uh, and, and all to follow Jesus, right? Who they believed before he announced himself as Messiah to be the Messiah. And, and all of a sudden now the Jesus Messiah is gone. Now what? And I think this is where Acts chapter 2 and the Holy Spirit, you know, descending and, and filling in tongues of fire and the first ever preaching in the first conversion story of 3,000 and all these things come into play because we're getting into these moments where we see throughout Scripture those who chose to go all in, how God uses them how God uh, flourishes through them, how their lives might not make earthly sense, but in the kingdom, they're, they're on it. They're, they're, this is why you have disciples like Paul. He wasn't a disciple. He was a convert, right? Paul was Saul. Saul was killing Christians before his conversion to Christianity. Mm-hmm. And he writes, you know, a lot of the New Testament. And what he writes is coming from perspectives of, hey, I used to be this way. I'm not this way no more. I am now this way. And no matter what comes, no matter my old friends can have conversations, I know that my life is in Jesus because I've given my life to him. I've had the physical, spiritual, and emotional conversion to dedicate my life to Jesus. And I'm going to allow God then to lead me, allow the Holy Spirit to use me. I'm going to get to know Jesus even though he says this, I am the biggest sinner. I'm going to be the first one to admit yeah. that. And you're getting to all these things where you're, okay, this is Jesus. This is how I apply it. It might not make physical sense, but yet I'm going to go because that's where God wants me to go. So we've talked about knowing Jesus, applying and living these things out, and allowing the Holy Spirit to, to use us to do these things. Pastor Alex, why don't you just close us out for the next couple of minutes? Oh, Heavenly Father, we just thank you. Thank you so much for allowing us this platform to share and talk and, and grow together. We ask that, that our hearts commit to you, God. We ask that our minds are, 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 are surrendered to you, God, as we, as we strive to love you with all our hearts, our minds, and our hearts, God, to live out 
how you intended us to live, God, that we apply uh, the, the word that you have given us to our everyday life so we can go forward and learn and grow and love each other and, and be the people that you want us to be. God, I thank you. I ask that you continue to be with us, uh, strengthen us, encourage us, that your spirit give us peace when we're troubled. God, I thank you so much because you're so good to us. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Hey, again, we love you guys as always. If you need to get a hold of us, go ahead on the notes in the comment section of our website. Shoot us an email. Those are in the, the description notes. We love you. We hope these uh, episodes have been blessing you so far. We're really excited to get it, to just have a conversation about what it is to know Jesus and, you know, be led by him and through scripture. So until next time, we'll see you then. God bless you guys. <laughs>